everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Listen, O drop. Give yourself up without regret, and in exchange, gain the ocean. Hey guys, it's Jared and Emmanuel. Welcome back to Beyond the Mat. What's up, guys? We're so excited to be back with you and to share this new episode. Today, we are talking about the power of listening. Yes, the ability to hear what other people are saying without the feeling or the need to engage in dialogue back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we are so eager to put our two cents in or relate that we don't always give people space to be heard. So that was kind of the inspiration for the podcast. Um, and then the roomy quote that you guys heard with Emmanuel's beautiful French accent and my <laughs> hokey pokey one. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was so beautiful. I think the gist of that listen, oh, drop, give yourself up without regret and in exchange gain the ocean is saying exactly that. Like, you know that if you listen to others, you might actually learn something and you might gain an experience, um, a connection, an expansion. Yeah. What do you think? I agree with you. I think the desire to connect is typically what drives people to speak faster than they should Mm -hmm. because they understand that the person is going through a lot or they want to share, participate, support in that feeling, whether it be a feeling of joy or a feeling of sadness. They want to relate and make the person feel supported. But oftentimes what happens is that really the person just needs to express themselves and for you to be a good listener. And in that moment, you have a greater chance at connection, which is a little bit counterintuitive Mm -hmm. because you would think, oh my God, Jared is so happy. I'm going to share with him another time that made me happy. So this is going to make me relatable. So now we'll really connect about it when really he just wants to tell me about his great big news and feel like I heard him and I'm happy and celebrating him instead of inserting myself in his moment or his story. You you know, that makes me think like in therapy school, when I was in therapy school, it's it's much like Hogwarts, but less fun. I remember that they would say self-disclosure, like as therapists, you know, like how much we disclose about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they would say, what is your why behind that? So if it's a good why, like it's going to help your client, then share it. If it's just because you want to be heard and you want to, then don't. don't. So I really try to carry that. I mean, I try really hard and I've came a long way and I think I'd do much better at for many years, but as a young person, it was like, I want to share. I wanted to tell how I relate to that. And it wasn't necessarily for the benefit of the other person. It was more, um, maybe for myself, maybe, you know, I don't, does that make sense? It does. Uh, It is a, it is a rare thing, I believe, mm -hmm. to find someone that you trust enough that you want to share. And so if you're in that relationship with a friend or a partner and you feel comfortable and you haven't shared a whole lot, you might also overshare where their capacity to listen to you is like mm-hmm. completely blown away. Right. And 
I think that that's what it comes from. It's like, oh, I'm comfortable now. I have so much to say that I haven't said, and I just want to be heard. And this person is definitely going to hear me because we connect. And sometimes that's not really the case. It's finding the balance between both, and it's a dance, and it's going to be a little different you know, if you're in a therapist-client relationship or if you're in a relationship relationship or in a friendship. So they're all different. But I think that's such a good tip. Like, what's your reason for incorporating this into Mm -hmm. what this person is sharing with you? Right. Because, and you know what, one one tip that I I got from... uh, (laughs) Believe it or not, I was in therapy and my mom, it was a, it was an issue. I love my mom if you're, my mom listens. So Hi. I love Sue so much, but it was funny or she was in therapy. And basically when I would call her and vent as a young person, she would be like, she, she would always give me advice. Okay. And then I think it was maybe when her therapist said, she said, ask your son, does he want advice or does he just want you to listen? And that I give to my clients. That is when such a yes. good one. So they come in and they're like, oh my God, Jared, like what you told me, I I told my mom, I just need you to listen. I don't need advice. But when I need advice, I ask for advice. I I mean, I just, that changed our Oh my our God, relationship. guys, write this down. If you're driving, don't write this down. But <laughs> Isn't that like good advice? That's so, and it's so applicable for so many things. A spouse that comes back from work angry. What do you need right now? Like a child that had a rough day at school, what do you need right now? Do you need me to offer up what I think or do you need me to just listen to you? Hopefully they'll tell you and I think Mm -hmm. that'll make such a big difference. I know I'm thinking that one for myself for sure. I like that a lot. And, and, you know, when when we had this idea of listening come up, I think with the holiday season, we were like, there's a lot of gathering, there's a lot of interaction. So it felt natural that there would be a lot of socialization. Yes. And just to bring it into the yoga tie-in, and you can speak a little bit to this, mm-hmm. um, one of the tenets of living your yoga, so one of the early limbs of, of, of living your yoga, the eight limbs of yoga, mm-hmm. are these concepts called the yamas and niyamas. Yes. And one is asteya, which is non-stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you want to say how that may apply to listening? Yeah, well... If you are not listening, if you're not listening, then you're stealing away from that person's time or efforts to express themselves. And you're also stealing from yourself the opportunity to really learn and connect. Because like I said before, we think that when we interject ourselves in the conversation, we connect more when we actually create a little bit of a divide. And so don't steal from other people. Let them have their time and know that your time will also come. It's not saying that you're completely silent when it happens, but know when the timing is right for the transition to happen. And don't steal from yourself the the chance to connect on a deeper level. Yeah, I love that. What does um, it mean? Is it something yeah, similar to you? Yeah, I think that's similar to me, too. It's like I, the immediate thing for me is like, you know, don't steal from other people's moments. Mm-hmm. Like, like people rarely are heard. Like, just allow them to be that. Like, you don't always also have to be heard. It's kind of like the person who, no offense if there's the people out there, but the one that always knows the answer. Yeah. Like, in school, that's always raising their hand. It's like, maybe let somebody else answer. Yeah. You know, and I had a friend tell me one time um, that oftentimes the smartest person in the room is the quietest. 
Okay. Because they're listening, they're observing, and they're obtaining so much, much. when you're not talking. That's right? true. Yeah. And when I go to yoga teacher trainings, and maybe you can reflect on this too, <laughs> I don't talk a whole lot, believe it or not. I, I know, know we talk a lot to each other, but I sit back and I absorb quite a bit. I'm the same way. Mm. If I need to say something, I will, if I think it applies to the whole group. And if it's something that doesn't, that is just like a question that I know it won't serve people, then I sit on it and I try to find a moment to ask it one-on-one. But I definitely don't speak a whole lot. There is a power in in listening for sure. And I think that the better of a listener you get, the more people will confine in you. So the greater potential you have at creating connection, if that's what you're looking for, or gaining knowledge. I know. And, I, and you know, I see it in therapy. I mean, it's like a listening relationship, right? Like That's we, all you do all day we, is yeah. listen to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I talk a lot. I'm a talky therapist. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that it, there is such power in that, like, like hear my truth and, like, bear witness to it. And, and it's pretty powerful. Like, just the act of somebody somebody's here and they're, you know, it's cathartic, we say. Like, yes. Like, saying what's on your mind. You relieve yourself from shame, from, from con- preconceived notions and ideas. From distortions that may not even be true. False narratives, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. You know, personally for me, a lot of my processing has to come out verbally. I do write, but I don't write every day. It's much easier for me to hear myself say things out loud (laughs) to understand like, okay, this is how I'm thinking. This is what's going on in my mind. And that's the way that I process it. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think that the thing is um, we grow up in, and I think, uh, society in the U.S. And I don't know if it's like this in European countries, but like where we ego speak a lot. Uh, Do you want to tell yeah. the listener what that is? So ego speaking is having to speak from a place of I all the time. So when someone is reflecting to you about how hard their day was, you say, well, I had a hard day too. And I'm thinking of, you know, I love my husband, but we, we sometimes used to do that. We, I would be like, Oh, I'm so tired. He's like, well, I'm tired too. I had the, you know, my, my husband's a teacher. He was like, I had the most horrible kids today. And I said, well, I had the, the longest day. Like it, it's like feeling the need to not one up each other, but kind Almost, of. Yeah. Um, and it's this desire to be like, it's when your ego speaks mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily from a space of truth. Your ego isn't truth truth Mm -hmm. right your ego is its own it's its own face i think there's like the faces of the ego yeah um you know when you speak from that space i don't know that it's authentic Mm -hmm. to what you're really experiencing or um do you notice ego speak like when you communicate with people or have you heard of that term or yeah i definitely have heard Mm -hmm. of that term and you can You can also tell some people are more inclined to it and some people are more attuned to it where they're trying to reframe when they engage in conversation and not so much do that. But it is just like many things, a practice. You have to catch yourself in the act and say, 
actually, this isn't serving anyone. This I statement of me trying to be more tired than you right. or like had a harder day than you isn't really serving either of us. Mm-hmm. What are we really trying to say? What needs to be heard in this context? But I'm sure if you're listening to this, this will air on December 23rd. So you're gearing up for a jolly time. Oh my gosh. Santa's coming to town. Santa is coming to town. And your grandma and your favorite (laughs) um, in-laws and everything. Everybody. (laughs) Whatever you celebrate, you're about to go hard. (laughs) In the paint. In the paint. (laughs) But it is an interesting practice to observe how people in your entourage speak. Mm-hmm. Is your Aunt Betty a really good listener? Right. You know? Is your brother very much an ego speaker and tried to participate in all of the conversations all at once? And you can really see for yourself what's going on in that. And then you can make an informed decision on who you want to engage in conversation with for you to feel comfortable and heard. And that has the power to reduce the amount of potential disagreements. Friction, yeah. Arguments and throwing food at one another, whatever it is that people have you ever that's have you ever thrown food at someone i don't think so have you no i've never thrown an object actually at anybody so that's a good thing no i don't think i've done that either Uh, i had a friend that threw a hairdryer at her boyfriend once Oh. Yeah, she was angry. I should bet. Yeah. But have you seen the movie with the very young Olsen twin? When they go to camp and there's like a huge food fight? Yes. That was like my dream. <laughs> I used to love that movie. They were so young and oh they're at God. camp. And they get into the like. And food fight. Is it Parent Trap? I don't think so. I don't think they were in the parent trap. That's Lindsay Oh, Lohan. that's Lindsay Lohan. Sorry. Bless Anyways. But they're right. very cute. And then like they go... And, uh, anyways, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to have a food fight. <laughs> I never have. So, but I think that it that will save you a bit of, and that's what a bit of a struggle yes. and strife is like the ability to listen and not respond. Actually, is pretty powerful. Like, and that's where the ego comes in, right? It's like I'm going to assert myself with this relative, or I'm going to assert myself with my partner, and it's like. Okay, but from what place? A, ask yourself what place, you know, and why? I was going to say, just come back to that question. Mm. Like, why do I need to assert myself now? Yeah, you probably don't. You probably don't. Um, and again, like, I want to make the nuance that we're not saying that you should not express yourself. Or engage, yeah, engage in a dialogue back and forth, like, you know. That is the most valuable thing mm. that you can do, and it will help you learn and connect. But make sure that the person that you are conversing with is on the same page as you. And it is just what Jared said. It is a nice back and forth. It's an informed conversation rather than you trying to, you know, express something and someone just coming at you with ego speed like over and over and over again. Then really, are you going to get somewhere? Like, what's right. the point? And I think you hit something on the head that's important to, to remember is like, don't overdo it the other way and not communicate, right? Right. Like, vulnerability is such a very important connector. Yes. Like, sharing vulnerable experiences and knowing you're not alone and, 
and all of that. And I think we can speak to the benefits of listening. We just did weekend two of a, a yoga teacher training. And mm-hmm. this happens in, in the yoga teacher trainings is some of the most powerful moments are when we do the group circle yeah, and people are just heard. And it's pretty amazing because Emmanuel and I will check in with people and we'll have like a prompt maybe or a few prompts. And you will see how some of the yogis in the in training are almost unaccustomed to expressing themselves. Yes. And they have an emotional experience and we just let them have it. And I think that's so powerful. For Don't you think? Like yes. the ability that we just hear them. Yeah, 100%. And acknowledge what they're – and we say like – we're glad you're here. We're we glad you're here. Thank that. you for sharing. Without offering any advice, mm-hmm. just letting them say, this is what I need to say right now, and not push one way or the other and say, thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing, whether it be happy sharing, sad sharing, right. all, whatever they want, you know? And typically, it's a big moment for them. You'll see people make huge step, and you can witness the difference from one month to the next and the level of comfort that they have in who they are and how they express that is really mind-blowing. So, yeah, there's some power in that, I think, for your your own, like, growth, self-growth. So if I'm thinking about some people in the car right now Mm. traveling to their destination for their holiday parties and they're thinking, okay, I want to be a good listener this holiday season, what are things that you think they can do? Yeah. I think one thing is to kind of prep yourself. Like when you're going into the event, you know, the coach (laughs) does a pep talk. I always tell people in your head, though, to do it like, okay, like set the intention. I think that's where we start, right? Even in the yoga practice. Right. Is like have an intention of I'm going to listen more at dinner tonight. I'm going to make a point to listen more. And then when you go into that space, one really powerful tool, and this this does prove if you've listened, is the use of validation. Make a commitment to validate someone else's experience at the dinner table tonight. And what I mean by that is when your boyfriend, your brother, whoever complains about their day, validate them. So say, oh my gosh, it sounds like you had a really rough day. That's not speaking from ego. Validation is just a reflective statement. So I would say do a reflective statement with someone tonight. Like when they are complaining or venting, reflect it back a little bit in yeah. a way like, oh, that sounds like it really stinks. Oh, I'm glad you're here with me tonight. Or like, I think validation is a tool that I teach people in therapy all the time, especially partners. Right. You know, like just validate your spouse's experience, even if it's not your experience. And that proves if you've listened and not just thought about what advice you're going to give or what thing you're going to say about yourself. So that's, I would say, a two-step process. Sure. And I think maybe I can offer up one more Mm -hmm. step. And that will be, before you do that third optional step, definitely Mm -hmm. check in with yourself and see where you're at. Like if you're five glasses of wine deep, maybe you don't do that step. The validation. (laughs) No, might not, the- I mean, but I guess the step that I'm getting at is mm-hmm. hold space. So if you're validating someone and you say, wow, it sounds like the month of December was really crazy for you, you have the option of saying, would you like to tell me more about it? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Continuing their conversation. Right. Letting them really be heard if they wish, giving that option. But again... There, you have to know if you are emotionally ready for that. <laughs> right. And 
you know, sometimes it is the right time. Sometimes there's a quiet space in the house and there's just you and your cousin that you haven't seen in a long time. And the moment is there. Sometimes it's just not the time. If you both have been boozing and you're just like in a little bit of a chaos Mm -hmm. moment, maybe you validate them and you stop there. So know that this is like an optional third step, but you have the power in that moment if you feel ready and able to say, tell me more. Yeah. And another skill is don't interrupt. Mm-hmm. Let's. I think oh, that's something we do a lot of here in the U.S. is interrupting. And I noticed I did a lot until I became aware of it. Um, just let someone finish a thought. Yeah. You know, and then look for a moment of space maybe and then reflect. Absolutely. You know, and then ch- I love to check in with yourself because you don't have to further the conversation. You do not. You're not ready. You know, because that was pretty powerful that you made it ages to to listen, even without validation and without, you know, tell me more. That's great. So if you do, you know, the first step, just yeah. being there. And something that I was just thinking about and the way that we are recording this podcast, I don't know. We are very much engaging in conversation mm-hmm. together. And one thing that I really love is even though we're not talking about personal life, I do feel like I get to know you more. And something that is not happening when we do this is we never pick up our phones. Oh my God, never. Have you noticed? We never even look at it. Like if we each get a text, we never pick it up. We're really engaged Mm. in the moment. And I think that phones are probably the biggest distraction around these days. It distracts you, right, from listening. So if if you're gonna engage in in step one, two, or three, then your phone should be put away. And that seems like a given. That's a good tip. Remove distraction. Yeah. It seems like, uh, duh. Yeah, but we're almost robotic with our phones. Yes. Like we're chatting with our spouse or a friend over coffee and we're on On our phones at the same time. It's nutty. I know. Sometimes I'll be talking to someone. I do telehealth and I'll be typing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like what they're saying, and it's not what I'm supposed to be typing, maybe. And so know that for you to be actively listening, you have to be undistracted, I guess is what I was getting at. Mm -hmm. And the phone is the most obvious example of like the biggest distraction that we have, but guaranteed that you have a ton of other distractions around you. It doesn't have to be just that. Mm -hmm. Um. What do you think, let me ask you this, do you think that the practice of yoga, if we take it on the mat, is a tool that can help you become a better listener? Yes. Okay. I think the, the obvious is you have to listen to the instructor, <laughs> uh, right? I yeah. mean, so honestly, and, and, and it, it's so much stillness in a class. I think you. this is really a point we may not have hit on yet is, Yoga in the room allows you to tap in to listen to yourself. Yes. So yeah, you're actually you you are actively practicing listening skills just going to a class, um, but then also it stills your body a bit. And yoga is one of the um, most accessible for us if we look at the eight limbed path of like the entry point for a lot of people to begin that process. You mean the asana, the physical yeah, practice. the physical yeah. practice, not so much the meditation, yeah. the mantra. That's that comes harder. Like, yeah, yeah, harder. But um, I think that by going to a yoga class, I discover so much about myself. Yes. Like in the pose, I'm like, oh, sensation. And then I notice what comes up. Like Mm -hmm. I can actually, there was a, I think there's a quote. And when I was in New York at Laughing Lotus, I took a class and it was 
based on um, something along the lines of listen to to the voice that use, uses no sound or something like that. Or, okay. Um, and it's meaning your inner voice. Yeah. Like, and it can give you so much information. Oh my gosh, right? for sure. Like, oh, sensation. Do I go in? Do I go out? And, yeah. you know, and then Shavasana in itself is like that moment of self-reflection. I think where you have some, you have some, maybe some aha moments, um, that happen. Would you, you relate? Do you? A hundred percent. I think. It's a practice of both listening to someone and having a willingness to receive what they are saying to you. Because if you go into a yoga class with a closed mind, you're going to have a little bit of a hard time. Resistance. Resistance. Right, you're going to create some friction between what you're hearing and what you want to do. So, and that happens a lot in our life. Like sometimes somebody that is not a yoga teacher will tell us something and that's not what we wanted to hear. And then we'll create fiction. And so it's yeah. a great practice to say, maybe this is your favorite instructor and you always love the class. And so that's an easy listening. Yeah. But maybe Jared, <laughs> I don't know, had a family emergency, couldn't make it to class and got a sub. So you have to listen to someone that is maybe saying to you things that you weren't Mm -hmm. expecting to hear and how to be present enough to say, I'm receiving this. I'm not creating friction and I can still like be good. And, And acknowledging what comes up. I remember I taught a class and I said that whole cliche thing like, Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I was facing um, the yogis and they were, they were had their backs to me in a seated position. And one lady started shaking her head violently. Like, no, no. everything doesn't happen for a reason. Oh, I don't know that interesting. That was, I mean, I guess she listened, but I don't know that she really heard. And that, she, I think she that, was like friction immediately and right. then refusal. Right. And I know for a fact that she had something going on in a family member's life like a loss issue. So maybe mm-hmm. that's where it was coming from. Um, but notice when you listen, what comes, comes up. up. And the second part of what you said is listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is what changed the game for me in my life, the way that I treat myself on the daily, the way that mm-hmm. I speak to myself or practice self-care, check in, all these things is – oh my gosh, there's actually a person inside this body that needs to be acknowledged. And I didn't really have this realization before I came to my mat in a, like a little bit of a more serious, yeah. not serious, but like consistent matter. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Or And that's, you know what, that is powerful. Like what you just said, the ability to listen to yourself. And many times people... They don't trust themselves for That's- some reason. <laughs> so I have a lot of people in session and they won't listen, but their intuition sometimes is-, is really spot on. So it's like deconstructing like that. Who told you you weren't to be trusted? Right. Or, and it's usually society, family relationships and, um, so I think that's definitely a hard thing to develop. And it's just by starting it that you get there and being willing to do some of the things that you hear. Yes. Like, do it. Mess up a little bit. As long as it's not like you're hurting yourself, hurting other people. Like, if your passion is something, go try that thing that may make you stand out in a different way. 
Yeah. And see what comes up. Like, I bought bell-bottom pens. That, <laughs> and the I, 70s are alive. The, yeah, Sorry, and I, there. you know, wasn't sure if they were going to look great, but my intuition told me yes. And then I put y'all. them on, and I looked fabulous. Did so, you do the peace sign as well? N- no. Okay. But I do have round glasses with hearts <laughs> on them. <laughs> so I'm just a step but, away. Yeah, that is such a cool moment, though. Yeah, as simple as picking out what you... Yeah, you a, a it doesn't have to, like change your life i think that is what i was trying to say it could be something very simple and i always tell this to people that come to energy healing with me and that are trying to maybe connect with their intuition it is a relationship listening to your inner voice is a practice and it's also a relationship so when you build a relationship with someone hopefully you're not like on the first date let's get married you're like Okay, let me see if I trust you to pick the movie next time. Yeah. And then it's if it's a good pick, then you say, okay, you can pick the movie and the restaurant, mm. you know? And so in building a relationship with your intuition... You acquire it, points of reference that go well, that don't go well, that, and that helps you move along the path of trusting that intuition. Yes, but you don't go from working from a very cerebral place to all of a sudden one day quitting your job and leaving your family because you felt your intuition called you to do that. I always tell people calculated moves. Like and give yourself time. Right. Like do start to do some of the things. Don't jump to the moon. Yes. We gotta go to NASA to learn how to walk on the moon. Right. That's what I always tell people like, let's go there first. Or maybe summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, space camp. Space it's, it's camp. It's little steps, you know? Have you ever had, like, the space meals? Yes. Like, the dried How up? How funny is that? Yes. I, they're horrible. They're disgusting. Right. But when, as a in kid. In elementary school. Yes. When the, we had a big dome that would come to your school. With yours, it was like an inflatable dome. Oh, no. We and would... you went inside, and it was the stars. <gasps> it was That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, we would go to like the space like center thing. Oh yes, that too. They had the gift Memories. store, and you could buy like the moon ice cream or like that the is... so nasty. Yeah, but like so all gross. the rage when you're there, you really want it. <laughs> uh, we digress. I know. Sorry, but mm-hmm. practicing listening to yourself. So if we reel it back in, mm-hmm. start small. Yeah, and learn to trust yourself and establish that relationship. Yeah, I love that advice. Yeah. I think that kind of covers it for us. Um, I'm so glad that you all listened. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one, right? (laughs) Um, Do you want to do a recap for us of like everything that we Yeah, so kind of in the recap um, with the the whole podcast on listening, we just reminded you guys of that idea of trying to be aware of where you're need to respond is coming from asking yourself what is it fulfilling by me responding in a way um in this this dialogue with this other person um i think noticing are you speaking from ego are you saying i and is it benefiting yourself or is it benefiting the conversation and the other person um maybe beginning to just start a small practice by the three tips that we said which was kind of set the intention to listen um, maybe practice some validation statements. And then maybe if you're ready, practice elaborating the conversation. Um, and then in wrapping, it's just reminding yourself to begin listening to yourself and start small. Yeah. See what comes up, apply, choose to reapply or alter your course. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And um, before we let you guys go, um, we will tell you what we're doing for the holidays because that's kind of fun. So, Jared, you will you be back from London when yeah. this airs? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, no, you'll be fine. We don't get any positive COVID tests, but we are back the twenty second. Okay, so you'll be freshly back. Yes. And then we will travel to the mountains of Western Maryland to see my mom and my dad. And we'll spend a couple of days there. Okay. And then we'll meet, um, we'll come back and spend time with my spouse's parents. And then back to OC. Okay, cool. Mm. When this airs, I will be in Grandin, Quebec, which is um, where my Aunt Linda lives. And she has the most amazing, like, old farm-style house. And we've been going there for Christmases for years mm -hmm. so i'm very excited to be able to be there and um, we are doing i don't know if i told you this but we're doing a vegan christmas this year for you well my cousins are also oh, vegan and my brother's cool. a vegetarian and my family kind of got on board and uh, which is a big deal That's special. so yeah we're doing yeah. a vegan christmas i will be back in ocean city on the 29th which is when our next episode will air yeah. like the 30th. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are so thankful, you guys, that you have been tuning in um, since we launched this in November. It's been a really fun time for Jared and I. And of course, we're going to keep going next week and into the new year. But I think the holidays are always a nice time to say thank you. Thank you guys so thank much. Thank you so much. We've gotten some feedback. If you feel like sharing uh, your thoughts or if you are thinking like in the new year, I really would want you to hit this topic. Let us know. DM us on Insta. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. So you can find us on Insta at Beyond the Mat Pod. And we will be back next week with another show. But in the meantime, happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Bye. Bye.